Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And thank you again for the support. Thank you for the emails. Be getting a lot of feedback. I'm trying to go through emails over the last week. I've got a lot. So thank you for bearing with me on that. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the COQ10 Ubiquinol. Incredibly good product for antioxidant activity with the blood, with the heart, and with overall energy metabolism. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. And other than that, how are you doing this morning, Dad? Uh, good morning, Oz. I'm doing great. In fact, I spoke to another national talk show host this morning, and uh, we were discussing uh, the absolute hatred of white people in the United States now and how white people are being singled out just for being white. You see that's going on with Tim Tebow now. He's basically trying to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's being completely and totally eviscerated in the mainstream press. I mean, the guy bench presses like 500 pounds. He's unbelievably strong. He's an incredible athlete, probably one of the top quarterbacks ever, Heisman Trophy winner, and yet they don't want him playing in the NFL because he wants to promote Jesus, and that's the point I'm trying to make. A lot of people who are white and who are black and who are Hispanic and who are any other color you want to pick – if they're not a Christian and they're secular and they have a secular worldview, they have a tendency to make fun of Christians, especially committed Christians, committed Christians who talk about Jesus, who try to be led by the Holy Spirit, who try to do things right. Now, Christians have brought some of that on themselves. I will give them credit for that also. I know a lot of guys that are Christians, they get real, how should I say, they get real kind of, uh, you know, very much of a Holy Joe kind of attitude, and they're always walking around in a condescending fashion trying to act like but maybe not saying that they're passing judgment on people for behavioral patterns. And, and when that happens and you're secular, what ends up happening is you feel convicted, but you also feel as though they're condemning you. And when you feel that you're being condemned, you're going to lash out against them. I will say this as something that I will remember from my past that I don't like. Before I became a Christian back in 1979 at FSU while I was in graduate school there, I remember I had friends who would basically who were Christians who would talk about Christ, and I would just basically say something to them kind of obnoxiously about what they were doing or what they believed. I never openly mocked them. I didn't do that, but I didn't like the way I felt when I was around them. I didn't like the fact that they were being sanctimonious. And so that ends up being a situation where the Christianity is being put back onto white people now, as far as the ridicule that white people are taking because they're born-again believers. Now, I'm not talking about people who are basically white who aren't Christians because they're part of the problem because then what they do is they start attacking white people also. And it's almost, almost like a self-loathing, self-deprecation that you're white, you don't like white people anymore. And you see this with extreme prejudice in the Democratic Party. White people apologizing because they're white. White people apologizing because they may have a conservative value. White people apologizing for absolutely no reason other than the fact that they may have a different value system than the mainstream media. This was done to us on purpose. It was all programmed into us with the Frankfurt School and with this unbelievable mess we have with this. And I talked about it yesterday with the Holocaust, how should I say, you know, remembrance that we're taught to do all of the time 
where if you say anything about anyone who's Jewish, you're considered automatically an anti-Semite. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of bad Christians, too. There are a lot of bad Muslims. There are a lot of bad Hindus and a lot of bad Buddhists. There's a lot of bad people out there, but you can't bring up anything to do with Judaism. Because if you do, you're automatically a Holocaust denier, and you're automatically a racist, and you're automatically a bigot, and you're automatically blah, 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 blah. Now, these terms that they've laid on us now basically have no meaning any longer. And the reason they did all of this was to program us against speaking out against the Kabbalah. This is why we're doing this, guys. This is why they're doing it to us, because they don't want us pointing out that these people who practice Kabbalah, who claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan, according to the word of God in the book of Revelation, that they're the ones that are running the planet and doing the things that they're doing and causing all of this mayhem. They don't want you pointing that out. So if you say something to someone about so-and-so and they're Jewish or claim to be Jewish, and they're not really Jewish, but they're worshiping Baal or Moloch or Asherah or the stake in the tree with its own Wikipedia page, you basically find out that real quick that you're not supposed to do that. And this is what's happening all over the world and all over the country now. And so now we have a situation where these same Kabbalists who have run Hollywood now since the 40s and the 50s, the same Kabbalists that have run our media now since the 40s and the 50s and are really pushing it to the 60s and the 70s, they're the same ones that are telling everybody how bad white people are. And it's sad because it really is reverse discrimination, reverse racism, if you want to put it that way, because there's enough blacks and Hispanics and whites and Jews and Protestants and Catholics. They're all racist towards other groups of people and other religions or just how should I say bigoted towards them or whatever you want to call it. But the reality is we've got ourselves in a situation now that white people have found themselves in the crosshairs of the New World Order. Because we are the ones that have held together Western civilization for the past 2,000 years, you know, with the help of a lot of good blacks and a lot of good Hispanics and a lot of good people, basically, who may not be white. But we have been the primary group that's held together Christianity. And you think, well, that sounds kind of crazy. Well, it is, but it is true. And that's what the Roman Catholic Church did for you know over a thousand years until it became hopelessly corrupt and selling indulgences, which if you don't know what that means, that's a get, a hell, get out of hell free card to build their giant cathedrals. So now we have found ourselves in the throes of a government that is completely and totally corrupt as far as the federal judiciary, and pretty much most state governments are corrupt, and I can guarantee you I've seen it locally here in county and city governments are corrupt. And it's sad because if you start pointing this stuff out, they start picking on you personally or whatever. But remember, when Operation Paperclip occurred in 1945, 46 when they started bringing in literally thousands, some say up to 20,000 German rocket scientists, German medical doctors, German scientists that had worked in concentration camps, they brought the MK Ultra program over into the United States. Now, the reason it's MK for mind control is you spell control with a K in German. So it's mint controller is what it is in German. So they brought this directly out of the concentration camps into the United States, and they started doing massive experimentation on the people in the United States. Let me give you a couple of examples. In 1943, researchers at the University of Cincinnati Hospital kept 16 mentally disabled patients in refrigerated cabinets for 120 hours to study the effects of the disorder. They were doing the same things in Germany. Just thought I'd mention that. In 1945-46, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission implements Program F, which studies the effect of fluoride, the main component in atomic bomb production, 
The study uncovers that fluoride has major adverse effects on the central nervous system. And today, of course, after 1945 and 1946, when it was used in the concentration camps in Germany, they put it into our water. In 1946, veterans were used in hospitals as guinea pigs for medical experiments, cleverly worded as investigations and observations. In 1947, Colonel Kilpatrick of the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission issued a document stating that radioactive substances would be given to human subjects to see what would happen, how quickly they would die. In 1947, also, the CIA uses human subjects to study the effects of LSD, subjects used without their knowledge. This goes on for many years via the MK Ultra Mind Control Program. In 1947 to 1953, the U.S. Navy begins Project Chatter, a program dubbed the Truth Scrum Project. So of the drugs used to develop this program were never used on human subjects. In 1948, the U.S. government paid the government in Guatemala to allow American doctors to purposely and secretly infect the Guatemalan population with sexually transmitted diseases, some of them deadly, in order to study the effect. Later, the U.S. apologized for giving these Guatemalans syphilis and all types of other diseases. And this list goes on and on and on. I'm just reading you one of about a 100 inserts that I'm going to post on the website today. It's called The Vile History of the U.S. Human Experimentation. Now we have this whole thing with the experimentation of the coronavirus vaccine that is basically debilitating and killing people all over the planet. But this vaccine and its experimentation on humans continues. And so we as the people in the United States, we have to start asking ourselves questions. Number one. What do we do to prevent the onslaught against white people? Well, here's what you do. You don't crawl under a rock and pretend like you're not white. You don't do that. It doesn't work. When you do that, you become a victim, and they victimize you, and they pick on you more and more and more. You have to get up on the rooftops and say, I'm proud I'm white, just like if I was black. I would say, I'm proud I'm black, or I'm proud I'm Hispanic, or I'm proud I'm Russian, or I'm proud I'm German, or I'm proud I'm British. You have to be proud and what you are, and what God, and how God made you. That's number one. Number two, don't let them give you garbage, and then you swallow it and internalize it, say, oh, I should have done that, the white people are so bad. Don't do that. There's nothing wrong with your skin color. God doesn't make junk. It doesn't matter who you are. He made you, and you're perfect as far as he's concerned when you accept Jesus Christ, and he accepts you from any nation or any religion or any faith or any background. It doesn't matter. You're forgiven through Jesus. That's what we have to understand. So don't let them put you down. This morning I was so pleased. I was sending one of our friends that I knew, one of Austin's friends. I've known her since she was a little girl. And she had vaccinated partially her first daughter. And she basically was going to continue the vaccines on the daughter. And, and we started sending her information on it. And she's pregnant right now. And she basically told me today, I'm not vaccinating anybody anymore. I'm done. I'm finished with all of it, you know. And I'm getting my immunization exemption. In fact, she wanted to go get an immunization exemption for the baby she's carrying that's doing too much right now. And they told her they wouldn't give it to her until after the baby was born. See, this is the attitude. This is the mindset we have to take. Once we find out the truth, once we find out what they're doing, once we find out this plan of this New World Order Kabbalist cult that runs the planet, we've got to stand against it. And we've got to realize that it's not okay what they're doing to us, and we've got to stand against it. And we've got to realize we've got to proclaim Jesus from the housetops. People say, well, why do you always talk about Christ? Guys, I told you this. I'm going to tell it to you again. 
in the Lord's Prayer, he says, deliver us from the evil one. This group, this, these entities, these aliens, these fallen angels, these demons, whatever you want to call them that are flying around in spaceships and going underwater ships and all the stuff that we're reading about now with the soft disclosure that we're getting. They're about to tell us the truth. Some people are saying it's going to be in June. They're going to give us a full disclosure that we have visitors from other planets among us. Then they may go ahead and push Operation Project Bluebeam in which they're going to pretend like we have a massive invasion of these other entities, and we have to basically all come together on planet Earth to defeat these extraterrestrial conquerors. Well, whatever. But the reality is, is there's probably going to be a fake staged invasion, like, you know, Werner von Braun said. That was one of the final end things they're going to do. So we're seeing them get closer and closer and closer and closer to try to continue the manipulation through the Kabbalah, through the Zohar, through the practice of the ancient Canaanite religions to bring us all under a one-world Luciferian mind spell. That's what they're trying to do right now as we speak. We can't. We've got to continue to proclaim Jesus from the rooftops. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, that's very well said. And, I mean, the thing that most people really have failed to realize, I guess, in the last couple of years because of the shaming that the media has done now is you don't get asked to be born anyway. As I said the other day, you don't ask to be born into a certain family or a certain race, it's just whatever genetic roll of the dice, God almighty, you know, basically puts out there. And so when you were born, whether you're white or Asian or Hispanic or any of that, you need to be proud of your heritage and this is exactly what the globalists hate. They don't want national pride. They don't want unity. They don't want a statement of saying, hey, we're proud to be from here or there or any of that. They want a full-blown global monopoly on everything, including your mind. That's why they hate nationalism. That's why they hate what Trump stated. He basically stand, stood for they cannot stand nationalism. They absolutely loathe nationalism because a country that's proud to be American, regardless of your background, your race, your heritage, but you're an American. I'm an American. We're all Americans. We stand up and we're proud to be Americans. They hate that because here's why. When you start having individuals that are proud national Americans – regardless of race, creed, religion, any of that, all of a sudden you start having unity. You start having people come together. You start having a That's huge right. group of the populace go, you know what? Doesn't matter what he's doing. Doesn't matter what he's doing. In the scheme of things right now, we're all Americans and we're in a war. We're in a war for our rights, for our freedom. We, we got a problem, guys. We got to stand together. They go, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't understand. You, you can't be proud to be an American. You, you, you have to be a, a proud black person that hates everybody except for black people. You have to be a white person that hates everybody except for white people. You can't be proud of anything. You got to be a globalist puppet. This is exactly what they've done with the race wars and the propaganda. This is what they continue to push alongside the BLM terrorists. This is what they continue to promote because conquer and divide from within. This is one of the easiest, most effective strategies that's ever been done in any country repeatedly 
over and over and over again. You take a country, you find out their weak points, you basically exploit their weak points, and you push them to hate each other. See, if you started having everybody come together and they went, you know what? I don't, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what any of this is. We're not going to deal with this. We're not going to stand for our freedoms to be completely and totally stripped from us under the guise of a virus that's so deadly. You got to get tested to find out if you even have it because you know what? It's got a 99.997% survival rate with the vast majority of the populace. Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about the reasons why they continue to lock everybody down while Costco, Sam's, Amazon, the list goes on the line, continue to operate at full capacity, at full production, at full sales. Actually, majority of those businesses boomed because, well, everybody else shut down. So where'd the sales go? Right into the globalist hands. As I told you guys yesterday, that's why I cannot stand Amazon. I told you guys I loathe Amazon. I actively avoid Amazon. Well, Amazon just bought up MGM Studios. They're going to come in now, and they're going to delete every single video that they don't want to be played. Now, they haven't said that directly, but I told you guys yesterday the quote from the VP of Amazon Prime video, what they're wanting to do. This is how they're going to do it, and this is how they're going to absolutely ruin the country one small step at a time. For example, you have Kellogg now, which, granted, I'm not a fan of Kellogg. Almost everything they make is polluted with toxins, preservatives, high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oil. The list goes on the long, long, along the lines with Kellogg, but now they've come out for Pride Month, which apparently that's in June. I didn't know this. Pride Month is June in the United States for the LGBTQRSTUVWXYNZ community. So apparently in June, you have to express and tell everybody how proud you are to be a cross-dressing pervert. I guess that's just what you do now. I mean, I haven't yet found what month heterosexuals get. I'm still waiting for that. i am be honest with you. I've, I've tried to look. I haven't found what, what month we get, you know, Heterosexual males, females, individuals that are married—I I, don't—I don't know. I don't—I don't know what month we get. But apparently, June is LGBTQRSTUV month, and so what they have done now is Kellogg has introduced a new cereal for the month of June. It is the Together with Pride Kellogg's, and on the front cover, they have pretty much every single Kellogg's character, including Tony the Tiger, the Bird. The frog, all the other ones, I don't even know what the rest of them are. And all the cereal is basically shaped in rainbow colored hearts, and they have glitter, edible glitter that comes out with it. So I'm guessing that's basically crystallized high fructose corn syrup. And they're promoting this to the young children that eat Kellogg's cereal, that their parents continue to buy this sludge. This horrible, toxic compound to feed their children every day. And you got to ask yourself a question. This is what I've continued to throw out to everybody. Why is the homosexual cross-dressing perverted community so bent on making sure little children are exposed to this perverted behavior? You guys know I'm very libertarian about stuff. 
if a grown man wants to run around in a dress, be a cross-dressing pervert, that's his right. He can do so. No, I'm not going to accept it, not going to condone it, but he can do that. About anybody can do anything. I told you guys yesterday about free will. If an 18-year-old child or, excuse me, an 18-year-old adult now, when they turn 18, they're technically an adult. If they want to go take cross-dressing pervert classes in college that are offered, well, that's, that's their role. If they want to do that, they have that right. But why is the community that's so about inclusive behavior, all about freedom of expression, why are they so bent on making sure that this young single-digit children population are exposed to this perversion, including the transgender cross-dressing pervert story time at libraries all across the country. Why are they so bent on that? Because quite frankly, if they're all about inclusivity and they're all about rights and they're all about freedom, that would be kind of the one thing that they would stand for, right? That little children are off limits. That's pretty much the way it's always been. Kids are off limits. They don't, they don't do that. If you want to go do that with an adult, if you want to go be a pervert with an adult, you have that right. You have that right to go do that. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying I agree with it, but okay, you're an adult. But doing this with the five, six, seven-year-old kids, why? Well, it's exactly what Dad and I talked about at the beginning of the week. It's the communist indoctrination. It's the Marxist behavior. It's the same thing we saw at the Patriot meeting last week. They have to go in and pollute and pervert the young children as early as they can. Because when you take a child that's five, six, seven years old, they don't, they don't have any concrete rational thought. And when you take it and you give them gay pride together cereal in the morning, and then you send them to their public school system, such as California, where they then learn in first grade about cross-dressing perversion and how it's okay to pick whatever gender you want to be today because that's what you want to be. And then they continue to promote this behavior. There was a charter school, private charter school, saw the article yesterday, where the class, they basically exposed, there were 16 and 17-year-old students and they exposed them to full-blown hardcore pornography. And they said basically it was a inclusive porn research class. Not joking. 16, 17-year-old kids, which by the way, in the United States, in order to view any of that perverted material, you legally have to be 18 years old or older. They were 16 to 17 years old. They were exposed to hardcore pornography from multiple classes till the parents finally came in on one of the Zoom calls, one of the Zoom classes, and they said, what in the world are you watching? Oh, this is the class. This teacher basically showing us this. They said, are you joking me right now? You're 16 years old. They said, well, this is what we're being forced to be shown. The parents pitched a fit, which for good reason. And, of course, the dean and the – the principal and everybody tried to backpedal and say, oh, well, we weren't, we weren't exactly sure what, what this teacher was planning on doing. We didn't know. Oh, this was full of crap. Almost all, almost all of the school counselors, the principals, the individuals that run these schools, almost all of them 
are hardcore leftist Marxists. And I got to give them credit, as I personally have seen now, even down here in Polk County. They are so proactive in pushing their Marxist agenda. This is why we have lost the country. This is why we have lost a young generation. We're one generation away from being a complete and total failure in the United States. We're one generation away. That's it. Dad and I were at dinner last night. One of my good friends, Army friends that I've grown up with, he's had my back through a lot of stuff when I was younger. And we were talking about, you know, he's, he's dated a couple different girls. And we were talking about the younger generation of females. And he said, the problem with it is, he said, there's, there's no, there's no reasoning with them. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, that's the problem. I said, the only thing they know is what they live in their phones, what they live in their little fantasy world. He goes, they're so immature. This is what we've done now. We've continued to promote this ideology. We've continued to give them these electronic devices at two and three years old now. And guys, we haven't even seen, we haven't even seen this next generation come up. The absolute abysmal failure that this generation coming up behind us right now is going to be is almost a joke. I'm, I'm embarrassed. The fact that we're actually raising little Americans like this because what are we doing? We're allowing our children to be exposed to this. We're feeding them Kellogg's Pride cereal while we're allowing them to be taught what they can be as far as gender when they're in first grade. And we're giving them an iPad so they can jump on YouTube every second of the day whenever they're not involved in some other electronic device so they can watch more perverted music videos and garbage on YouTube. And we wonder why the United States is in an abysmal failure. Wake up, my friends. Understand what's happening to us right now and realize if it is to be, it's up to us. We have nobody else to blame right now. If we want to raise little Americans, guess whose responsibility it is? It's ours. If you want to raise black American, you want to raise a Hispanic American, you want to raise an Asian American, you want to raise a white American. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, Raise them as Americans, raise them with national pride, and raise them as Christian populace, and raise them the way they're supposed to be. Because there is a very, very small margin of error that we have left right now in this country. And I continue to support everybody that does that and continues to stand up for the truth and the righteousness that we had in this country and we're still some of us are still trying to preserve the best we can dad what do you think you know my father i asked him one time and he was talking to me about rome and i asked him why rome fell and he said the reason that rome fell is they stopped raising little romans and he said yeah. that's what we've stopped doing here in america we've stopped raising little americans and when we teach the people to hate the country when we teach the people to hate work when we teach the people to hate being, how should I say, consistent in your lifestyle patterns, and you need to be a big flake and stay on the phone the whole time. You know, last night we went to dinner with Eddie, like Austin had mentioned a few, a few minutes ago, and uh, I left my phone at home, just left it at home. You know, and then when I got over there, I thought, well, I wonder where my phone is. Well, I, I left it at home because I don't like going out to dinner with people and having people call me and text me and try to get in touch with me while I'm trying to spend time with friends. I just don't, I don't like it. 
And, and we, we have to maintain types of some type of consistency with our relationships. And the iPads and the telephones and all of this social media has destroyed the United States. This is why the guys who developed Facebook and all these different things, they're basically saying, you know, don't give it to your children. Don't give it to our own children because yep. it destroys the brain development. You know, in Russia now, they're telling Twitter that they have to be more careful in the content that they're putting out. They don't want child porn. They don't want suicide tweets. They don't want all of this crazy stuff in Russia. And now they're fining Twitter in Russia and saying if they don't stop allowing this stuff to be, you know, promoted in Russia, they're going to completely ban Twitter. I got to give Russia credit for that because they understand. I was watching a video the other day and we, I was, I just watched the thing about two lesbian, trans, whatever they are, getting married as a army army recruiting poster and army recruiting video, which I thought was disgusting. And then I watched these Russians, these Spesnots and these special forces training and, and I, I'm how macho they were and how, how tough they were and how unbelievably strong physically and focused they were. And I thought, what are you going to do when you run into a transgender in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the trenches and they start crying? And they start pooping on themselves. They start, you know, laying there and they freeze. And, and you're trying to defend the trench position or the foxhole position. And you're like, what the heck happened to our, you know, military? Now, are you saying that all transgenders are going to do that? No. There may be some macho guys that want to be girls. or I don't understand any of this stuff. It just seems weird to me that may be okay in the trench. But the reality is they're not going to be able to, in aggregate, fight against Spesnot. They're not. They're not going to be able to do that. Why? Because – there's no unity of purpose because they know that they're not really welcomed in the military, that Trump basically didn't want them in the military. Now Biden's putting them back into the military. And when they have to finally decide if they're going to die for the military, they're going to say, I don't think I'm going to do that. That's how I feel. Now, maybe, maybe you think the transgenders will do different than that. I don't know. But it's a weird lifestyle. You know, when you have a person who's got gender dysmorphic disorder and they're basically not happy with who they are and that's the way God made them. And they got some other issues going on besides being able to, you know, fire an M16 rifle and and basically be able to defend themselves. I mean, there's some other things going on psychologically that you and you really want those people involved in the United States military. Now, the FBI is just releasing posters because of what happened with uh, this unbelievable Palestinian genocide a few weeks ago. The FBI is now remember the FBI who refuses to prosecute Hunter Biden. Though more and more stuff keeps coming out about him, but the FBI is releasing posters in Hebrew and Yiddish to encourage reports of hate crimes. Jewish Americans have faced attacks this month due to the escalation of tensions between the Israeli forces and the Palestinians, according to the Anti-Defamation League, which is a very powerful organization. By it's right up there with APAC, by the way, guys. Hey, this is a is a Jewish non-government. It used to be used to be the anti. Jewish Defamation League. thought I mentioned that to you, but they changed it. It, it, This is a Jewish non-governmental organization. It received 193 reports of anti-Semitic incidents in the United States following the start of hostilities between the Palestinians and the Israelis when the Israelis were coming in and killing children in schools. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has revealed released posters in Hebrew and Yiddish in New York calling on members of the public to report hate crimes, according to William F. Sweeney, Jr., Assistant Director in charge of the agency's New York field office, the FBI is reaching out to ethnic communities in their native languages to discover the real scope of the problem. Quote, I don't think the data that we have is an accurate representation of everything that is happening out in our communities, Sweeney said. The official noted that the Bureau encouraged communities to report hate crimes, information 
that they have on anti-Semitic incidences to the agency and local law enforcement so the officials could tackle the problem behavior. Wow. Okay, so we have all of these people coming in and now saying that we're going to release to all of these different respective neighborhoods. I thought we were all Americans. And I'm not picking on the Hebrew or the Yiddish people or anything else right now, but you know, this is the same thing that I get so aggravated about when you pick up and you call a local company and maybe a national company and it's press one for English, press two for Spanish. I guess it's going to be press three for Yiddish, press four for Hebrew or whatever now. I don't know. I mean, why don't we have a language that we all use here? I don't understand that. I mean, I really don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm asking a question now. Why is it that we're being forced to go through prompts in multiple languages now in the United States and that we see, we don't require people anymore coming to the United States to learn English? And why is it that these folks that are basically Hebrew or Yiddish can't read English? I understand that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand any of it. And so it just seems weird to me that they're singling this out. And what even seems weirder is the fact that <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop and the FBI has it. They haven't done anything. By the way, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot now is being sued by a white reporter for allegedly refusing an interview based on race. A reporter with a Daily Caller and Judicial Watch sued Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and said she refused to grant an interview based on the reporter's race and skin color. And that's indeed what she's been doing. And quite frank, frankly, she's uh, another one of these weirdos that basically should never have been put into office. And it's just one of those things that she ran for this position of mayor in Chicago, the third largest market in the United States, and is completely in doing everything she possibly can to destroy her <laughs> her city. By the way, radar shows that the USS Omaha is being swarmed by 14 UFOs in the same incident. Spherical aircraft was filmed disappearing into the Pacific Ocean. We covered this story last year when it was out there, and now Daily Mail and a lot of other broadcasters are talking about it. And again, they're telling us that we have UFOs. They're making it this giant exposure now, so we'll all be able to not be shocked when they come out and tell us that we really do have flying saucers, which I've been telling you guys about that for years and years and years. And, you know, right now an ex-official in the uh, reveal who, who revealed the UFO project with the military is accused of the Pentagon of a disinformation campaign. Former Pentagon official who went public about reports of USO, UFOs have filed a complaint with the agency inspector general claiming a coordinated campaign to discredit him for speaking out, including accusing a top official of threatening to tell people he was crazy, according to the documents removed by Politico, reviewed by Politico. Lou Alonzo, a career counterintelligence specialist who was assigned in 2008 to work for the Pentagon program, that investigated reports of unmanned aerial phenomenon, that's what they call them now, filed a 64-page complaint to the independent watchdog on May the 3rd and has met several times with investigators, according to his legal team. The claim that the government is trying to discredit him comes weeks before the director of national intelligence and Pentagon are expected to deliver an unclassified report to Congress about UFOs. This is because of Donald Trump and what he signed and the government strategy for investigating such encounters. By the way, Trump was only allowed to do that because that's what the powers to be wanted to have done. The report is expected to include a detailed accounting of the agencies, personnel, surveillance systems that gather and analyze the data. So, Guys, they're about to let us know about flying saucers. Isn't that interesting? So, guys, again, don't let this mess with your faith. The Bible talked about this stuff 
thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and we have to understand that. By the way, this is a breaking story. A United States Postal Service worker is now admitting to dumping election ballots in New Jersey dumpster. Nearly 100 general election ballots were tossed in the dumpsters alongside other mail by this postal employee. His name is Nicholas Bushun. He's 26 of Kearney, New Jersey, and he pleaded guilty on Tuesday to discarding over 2,000 pieces of federal mail in October 2020, including nearly 100 general election ballots for residents in New Jersey's Orange and West Municipal Counties. Guys, this whole thing with this last election was a giant cluster bomb of nonsense. I mean, we have got we have found ourselves in such a mess here in the United States with what's happening with the election. We have to go back to paper ballots. As hard as that is to deal and as hard as they are to process, we have to have the little ballots with the little circles that you circle in and they can be held and kept and counted over again if need be. Now they can be sorted through machines. They can be they can that can be done. But if there's a problem, we need to be able to go back and actually do a hand count. Well, Ted, you don't understand, you know, when you have 20, 30, 40 million people voting in a national election, how long, how much manpower that's going to take. All right. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Which is better, this, this unbelievable mess that we've had? Remember, it was Stalin who said, it doesn't matter who you vote for. It only matters on who counts the ballots. And now we're seeing these electronic ballots being used for fraud over and over and over again. And we've got to find a way that we're going to say, hey, no, we're not going to do this anymore. By the way, the COVID-19 vaccines now have been leading to new infections at a higher level of mortality. And the evidence is overwhelming. This is an article by Gerard Depine, and it was first published in French. You know, and here's what it's basically saying is that the analysis is showing that we've had 12,184 deaths, 1,196,190 injuries following the injections of the experimental COVID, I'm going to add kill shots, from Moderna, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca, and Johnson & Johnson. Serious injuries are in the order of 604,744. More than 50% of total injuries are serious injuries. The Pfizer Biotech MNRA shots edited Gene-edited vaccines have resulted in the largest number of fatalities. Total reactions for Pfizer vaccine is 5,961 deaths and 452,779 injuries. While Pfizer has the largest numbers of deaths and injuries, the EU Commission has largely placed the blame on AstraZeneca. Ironically, not only does Pfizer have a criminal record with the U.S. Department of Justice for fraudulent marketing, The EU Commission has chosen Pfizer as a reliable partner for the production of 1.8, get ready, billion doses over the next three to four years in a contract which is currently under negotiation. Guys, this is not going away. None of it's going away. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And so you have to add, so we ask ourselves why. Why is it that we have all of these people dying and why won't the mainstream media report on it and tell us the truth? Here's why. I'm going to answer my own question here today for you guys. The media is controlled by the same Kabbalists, the same pharmacia, the same sorcerers that control the doggone manufacturer of these vaccines. Why would they tell you how bad their own product is? They're going to continue to lie to you and lie to you and lie to you. They're going to continue to tell you that ivermectin doesn't stop the replication process of a virus, but we know that it does because it acts like zinc. Zinc does the same thing. 
They're going to continue to tell you that you can't take, you know, hydroxychloroquine or you can't take an acetylcysteine or you can't take a product that's going to increase your nitric oxide levels or you can't take a product that's going to help open up zinc pathways into the system and the different types of products that we have that are antioxidants that do that. They're going to tell you that you're not allowed to take any of those supplements or products because it's interfering with, quote, unquote, the efficacy or the results of these kill shots. This is insanity. It's absolutely insanity that we can't tell you that quercetin opens up the doggone pathways to allow zinc to go into the cells. Oops, I guess I just told you that, didn't I? Oh, that's right. That was done by multiple, multiple studies proving that. So I guess I can say that now. See, it's ridiculous. And that's why we put quercetin in our HGH stimulate. That's why we put quercetin in our capsule vitamin C product. I mean, we make sure that you get the highest quality supplements you can possibly get at healthmasters.com. That's why we do it. Because this is the same stuff that I take with my family every single day. If I could make a better product, I would. See, so I want to thank you again for supporting Health Masters. I really do. And I got to pray for you guys again today. I love praying for you guys. I tell you that every day. Because without you guys, this show wouldn't be possible. I want you to know something. The Ted Dawson Brower Show, one of you guys has been keeping track of how many shows we've been doing. On Tuesday of this week, we hit our 1,000th podcast. Now, think about that. Think about the fact that we are over a thousand shows now, a thousand podcasts. You say, well, why are you telling us about that? Because I want to thank you. I do. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Had we not had you guys supporting us through Health Masters and helping us to do this, we could never have paid for a thousand podcasts. I mean, it wouldn't be possible. We couldn't have monetized it. We couldn't have found a way to cover the cost of the show. If it wasn't for you guys getting your mobile vitamins, getting your toothpaste, getting your deodorant, getting all these products from us and supporting us, we couldn't be here for you. And I couldn't have you as part of my family. I couldn't be praying for you right now. So thank you for the synergy that we have with you folks, with you listeners, with you family members, with you people. I love you guys. I really do. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't pray for you every single day. You guys are absolutely awesome. And thank you again. Also, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Absolutely. And you have to continue. We continue to get the truth out there. That's what we do on every one of these shows. And it's ironic. The more the truth comes out now, people are realizing that pretty much everything we were told last year was a complete and total lie. And the thing you have to question is if almost everything we were told last year was a lie, how much else? Are we being lied to? How much other things are we being completely and totally misled on? Remember, Dad was at the beginning of the show talking about all the lies and experiments that the military and the government did on the U.S. populace. And, I mean, it's pretty much just gone continually down the line. Remember, I talked about a week ago the research that was shown in St. Louis where the U.S. Military, the army, secretly sprayed St. Louis with radioactive particles for years to test chemical warfare technology. Actually, between 53 to 54 and 63 to 65, they sprayed zinc cadmium sulfide with radioactive particles on the populace to see what it was going to do long term on the populace. But, but hey, man, it's 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 a safe shot. It's it's a safe shot. It's because the government said it was safe. I'm going to take it because, you know, it's it's safe. (laughs) 
it's a joke. The level of trust that people have placed on a group of individuals that have literally a century-long track record of screwing over the American populace. Excuse my vernacular there, but I'm being serious here. The level of distrust that you should have for this deep state globalist banker-controlled government should be through the roof. But yet people go, it's safe. The CDC said it was safe. Oh, well, didn't the CDC say you have to wear a mask everywhere you go? Didn't the CDC say you need to be doubling up on masks if you go out and pop in the populace, if you go out in public? Well, that's funny because now we have a new research study that came out of the University of Louisville this week found that mass mandates in use are not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 spread among U.S. states. <laughs> Looking at the 80% of U.S. states which mandated masks during the COVID alleged pandemic, the data concluded allegedly that greater mass compliance did not correlate with lower growth rate of the virus. The university study was the first to feature CDC data from multiple seasons, including the winter of 2020. At the beginning of the project, researchers went to stake and basically show that statewide mass mandates associated with lower COVID cases. However, after finishing the research, they concluded, and I quote, our findings do not support the hypothesis that SARS-CoV-2 transmission rates decreased whatsoever with greater public mask mask use. In addition, the study states masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols during a pandemic, but risk compensation can also occur. For example, the university project found prolonged mask use promotes facial issues, including dehydration, inadvertently alkalization, and can enhance barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk among the greater population. Isn't it funny, just from an ironic standpoint, that we were ranting about this last summer, Dad and I both, and we got some of the most hateful emails I have ever received at Health Masters about just shut up and wear a mask, Austin. Stop bringing this up. You're making us angry. You're contributing to the spread. Why are you doing this? I mean, I got, I got emails that were so hateful. I won't even repeat them. I just delete them. But, 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 but now, now it says from the University of Louisville, the masks are a complete and total joke. They don't work. Only thing they do is increase bacterial infection in the lungs. Oh, oh, is, isn't that funny? Prolonged mass usage for four hours or more a day increases bacterial infection risk. Isn't that funny? And I don't mean that from a funny ha-ha. I mean that from a sarcastic standpoint. Is that all these clowns that were so bent on social justice and making sure that they were virtue signaling by wearing their mask every time they walked outside to walk around the lake by themselves. Now, according to the University of Louisville, they have looked like complete and total buffoon clowns for the last 14 months because they don't work. 
the viral particles, as we stated, are much smaller than any masks that you can wear unless you're wearing like biological A50 gas mask, like double cans, true gas masks that are designed to keep out biological attacks. Other than that, this whole, I'm going to wear a face diaper because I want to show everybody how good of a person I am. I mean, you can. I don't care. You look like a blithering moron, but it's okay. You can do so if you want. And it's funny now, majority of states, especially down here in the South, have now pretty much lifted the mask mandate, ironically enough, because it hasn't done anything. And now a lot of businesses, including down here in Florida and numerous other states, have now said, listen, if you get your shot, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that the mask allegedly stop all this stuff from spreading? And we know the injection, experimental injection, doesn't stop you from getting it, and it doesn't stop you from spreading it. Pfizer and Moderna have been very clear on that. So technically, well, you need to wear your mask even if you've been injected. According to Fauci, up until a week ago, till the CDC came out and said, oh, well, well, you don't have to wear your mask anymore if you've been injected. Like the reporter, the doctor, said on CNN, What is the carrot on the stick going to be if we allow the restrictions to come up and we stop the mass mandates? She said that. What is the carrot on the stick going to be? Clear-cut communism and its finest example. They give you the problem, then they give you the solution, allegedly, and they continue to push the narrative. This is why it's so important. You continue to fight for the truth. Do not allow your school systems to continue to press this. By the fall school, there should be zero mass mandates on any schools. Middle school, elementary, high school, college is zero in this country. If there are still mass mandates in this country, in any school sector, you know 100%. That is a complete and total Marxist-controlled school system, wherever they are. And quite frankly, I would not even consider sending my children there. So please continue to voice your stance on this. Stand your ground and fight for everything you believe in because it is coming to a head now to where it doesn't matter the truth. doesn't matter the facts. It doesn't matter the research. They're continuing to tell you lie after lie after lie to control you. And now we've seen, as I said all last year, Everything we were told last year was either manipulated or a lie. And the more research that comes out now, the more we're finding that that is so true. Don't forget what they did to us last year. Hold them accountable and do not listen to a single word they say and do not believe anything they tell you anymore, my friends. Because as we have, been, as we have seen last year, the manipulation and the social control and the lies that they pushed on us will not stop until we call them out, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, if we don't stand our ground for freedom now, it's over with. And I know that sounds redundant when I say that because we say that literally every show. But we have to stand up for what we know to be right and true. You know, the Christian work ethic, the Protestant work ethic that developed and built the United States of America through whites and blacks and Hispanics and all of the immigrants that came in from all different lands around the world. The Protestant work ethic, which was basically picked up in, how should I say, 
you know, enveloped and maintained and basically put together and embraced by so many different peoples. And I'm also talking about the Catholic work ethic, too. All of the people that came from all over the world and came here to the United States to be under one country, to be under a country that was Christian. You know, Barack Obama basically said we were not a Christian nation. And the sad part about that is that when he said that, he was right. We were at one time. We were basically founded by the Puritans and by the pilgrims to be able to worship God the way we saw fit. And then we got the Masonic Lodges involved with this in 1776 with the United States of America coming together. And that's why they've got all of these gods, uh, quote unquote, with little G's, you know, in the rotunda in Washington, D.C., looking down on the people, looking up at them. And there's not one depiction of Jesus Christ whatsoever anywhere in the capital in the United States. Why? Because the Masonic Lodges say you can't mention Jesus in the Lodge. You can't talk about the risen Savior in the Lodge. But we've got to go back. We've got to forget about the Masons and their unbelievable power structure they've developed in the United States combined with the Kabbalists and all the other people that are running the media and pharmakia. And we've got to go back to the word of God. We've got to go back to what God taught us in his word. And that's why Christians listen to me. You've got to stop being secular. You've got to stop going to churches, you know, like the Methodist Church and a lot of these other ones now that have come in and openly condoned and basically endorsed and basically put into their pastoral leadership positions homosexuals and all the other stuff that's happened all over the country. Because little by little, when you chip away at Christianity like this, you chip away at the foundation stone of what the Word of God says. And we've got to be obedient to what the Word says. And what the word of God says, because, you know, God's, you know, not going to get mocked. He's not a man that he should be mocked. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He already told us how he felt about gays in the book of Deuteronomy. And let's not forget what he told us basically about Sodom and Gomorrah. That's pretty blunt, pretty clear. And we have to understand that. Now, I'm not saying that we should hate gays. I'm not saying that. We should feel sorry for gays. We should basically try to get them to understand what they're doing is wrong. In my opinion, in God's word, that's what it says, and pray for them for repentance so they stop that lifestyle because it's going to always be a choice. It really is for everybody. If you're out there in the world and you're basically a heterosexual and you want to go out with a different girl every weekend and have your way with her or you're a girl and you want to have your way with some guy, it's a choice, isn't it? Isn't it always a choice? You can choose not to live like that. You don't have to live you know, being controlled by sexual desires. You don't have to. And see, and that's what we all need to understand. Like, I mean, look at Bruce Jenner now. He's saying that trans boys should be able to com- compete against girls. Before he said that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to do that. Well, because he's another mouthpiece of the state of the Kabbalists who believe that God's an hermaphrodite. That's why you see his, you know, ex-wife and all these weirdo Kardashians on every, almost pretty much everything you pick up, because they're following the script that they've been given, including him. Personally, I don't even know if he ever wanted to be a transgender. Who knows what he did? Who knows why he's doing it? Who knows what they offered him? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he really does have sexual dysmorphia disorder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he has. But it's strange. Don't listen to the people who go against the word of God. Don't do that. Because remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Also, go ahead and finish it up. Yes.
continue to get the truth out there. And thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. I'll be on the Hagman Show today, later on. So be sure to tune in for that. we got a lot of stuff we're going to cover as well and expand on some of these topics. And just thank you guys. Have a good, safe, blessed Memorial Day weekend. Remember, one of the reasons why we actually celebrate this holiday, if you want to call it a holiday, it's more of a remembrance day. But it's pretty much turned into a four-day weekend for the vast majority of people, unfortunately. And a lot of people don't even realize what sacrifice, what blood was shed, what pure violence was projected onto the American populace at that point in time as far as the Revolutionary War and so many wars in between, including the War of Northern Aggression as the Civil War and all these other things that we fought for in this country. Understand, my friends, we have something coming very soon to this country, and it's going to be rough. And I encourage everybody, stay prepared, be ready at all times, do not live in fear whatsoever. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Continue to remember that, but continue to stay prepared. I appreciate the support. Healthmasters.com, if you guys need anything, we produce the highest quality supplements you can pretty much find anywhere on the market. Thank you again. Magnesium brain food on sale to the end of the month. you got a couple more days left on that. Product of the week, COQ10 Ubiquinol. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll talk to you again on this show again. Monday as always. <laughs>